0: So before we start the podcast, um, we just want to tell you some exciting ways in which you can support the museum. Uh, Andy, our honorary curator, tell us all about them.
1: Well, th- thanks so much, Paul. Yes, um, the, the newer way of supporting the museum is by Patreon. This is an online system whereby you can sign up and give regular donations to the museum of either 2 5 or £10 per month. All the details are on, on the website, so, so please have a look and, and see uh, if you can find something there that suits you. The museum is totally volunteer-run and receives no formal funding, so donations are its main source of income. So it, it is really important that we keep those donations coming so that we can keep our museum open and in good order
0: and your patreon money that we've already received from our patrons is already beginning to make a difference isn't oh, it v-
1: very much so there's a pot building up and and recently we spent some of that on purchasing a silver ashtray which was presented by c company of the harry Potter regiment in 1937 to major millington And Major Millington had been the RSM during the First World War and been awarded the Distinguished Conduct Medal. So all of these contributions will assist us in either purchasing new interesting items or, in fact, just the running of the museum because there are day-to-day charges which we have to meet.
0: Brilliant. Thanks ever so much, Andy. Do look out for the links to our Patreon site in this podcast description. Bandmaster, carry on. him to Just a Walk in the Sun, a monthly podcast from the Herefordshire Light Infantry Museum. I'm the Reverend Paul Roberts, in case you don't know. Today we are on Castle Green. There's all sorts of things going on. We've managed to get a few minutes of our curator's time, Colonel Andy Taylor, because it's quite a busy day for you today, isn't it, Andy? It certainly is,
1: Paul. I'm I'm here with literally another hat on today Mm -hmm. as uh, the Rifles County Colonel and Deputy lieutenant the lieutenancy today with the chairman of the County Council are sponsoring a cadet coronation parade for all of the military cadets in the county so we have over 200 or we are going to have over 200 cadets on parade uh, from Hereford Cathedral School and Luckton School combined cadet forces the Sea Cadet Corps which have locations in Ross-on-Wye and Hereford then the Army Cadet Force, which has locations in five places around the county. And then the RF Air Cadets, who have locations in Lemster, Ross and Wye and Hereford. So all in all, as I say, about 220 cadets on parade. And it's pretty warm out there it today. It is
0: a warm day today. I'm glad we've got this bit of shade here.
1: And, and you're fortunately not in your cassock today, but I've had to put on this uniform, which is a tad
0: warm I've been able to dress a little bit more appropriately but there are certainly a lot of warm looking people and we're certainly doing our best to keep as many people in the shade as long as possible
1: yeah fortunately there are some good trees here on castle Mm. green and and I suspect in 1914 when those volunteers from the Harry Fitcher regiment Mm. were drilling here in August they were probably appreciative of the shade from these trees as well indeed
0: though looking at those photos plenty of flat caps on parade there so they were um, there was an opportunity wasn't there to try and keep that sun off the head
1: there, there certainly was but uh, a lot of them had taken their jackets off and were parading mm. there in their waistcoats yep. and their <laughs> uh, sleeves rolled up I wish
0: I could do that today <laughs> well we've, we've been watching the cadets rehearse for their review they've marched on they've done um, uh, they, they've They've had a practice uh, marching round um, in review order and, and now we're just having a bit of a break. The
1: museum has a stand here and there are probably about another dozen organisations mm, mm. here which have stands as well. All of them generally related to the military because this is also the start of Armed Forces Week. Mm, when the nation shows its appreciation to the forces, it's all in support of Armed Forces Covenant which is effectively the nation's promise to the armed forces in that anyone that serves in the armed forces or who is associated with the armed forces will not be disadvantaged by their Mm. service. They won't get any preferential treatment, but they won't suffer any disadvantages. And It's difficult sometimes to understand what those disadvantages could be, but a very simple way of expressing this is that if a soldier is posted from one area to another and his partner or children are having medical treatment, then in the bad old days they would be transferred to a new area and they would go to the bottom of the NHS Mm. waiting list for treatment. So they were being disadvantaged by their service and the covenant is designed to overcome that Mm. type of disadvantage.
0: And works hard with other veterans organisations as well, doesn't it? to, to help Oh, absolutely. The I, I
1: mean, all of the veterans organisations supported and work together, and lots of individual companies now are signing mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. to support the Covenant, uh, so that they are aware of those veterans and the veterans' families and serving individuals' families that are working for them and, and can. Uh, Uh, look after them but obviously as I say without giving them preferential treatment Mm
0: -hmm. and we've got um, in this coming Armed Forces Week which will of course will happen by the time this (laughs) podcast episode goes out but on Armed Forces Day itself on on Monday the, the 19th of June the Hereford Cathedral School and Hereford City Council are signing up to the Covenant yes they are it's really good to be here and to be able to, to meet people who are interested in the history of the of the regiment uh, and uh, to be able to show them a few bits and pieces that, that we've got. We've put a display on, haven't we, Andy? We, we
1: have, and, and it's up to the uh, really pleasing to see. There are probably about, a, oh, I don't know, 700 or 800 people mm-hmm. here at the moment mm-hmm. and, and the crowd is still mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. up. So we'd expect to be over 1,000 people mm-hmm. here, which is really good. And they're they're wandering around looking at all the stands and several have been here to the museum stand. As Paul said, I'm busy on other duties today. I'm escorting the Lord Lieutenant on the parade, so I'm only flitting in and out of the stand, and Paul is managing the visitors. We've put on a display of coronation medals and jubilee medals, Mm. which Mm. have been awarded. Well, since they were first instigated and I think, 1887 was the first one. 1887,
0: that's right. The uh, Queen Victoria's Golden Jubilee. It was the first time that... Any coronation medals in any number were, were issued to, to people. there were always uh, commemorative uh, things uh, struck medals that, that could be could be given out. but this was the first first national issue really uh, and went to members of the armed forces as well as to uh, as well as to mayors and provosts of, of various cities so we're, we're fortunate enough to have a couple of those examples in on the collection displayed today.
1: Yeah we do and uh, probably it's just worth mentioning that we might have to break off during this podcast because we're expecting a fly pass mm, from a hurricane aircraft of the Battle of Britain memorial flight. Uh, now the pilot phoned me up a couple of days ago to say that he was still on for this. The pilot is Mark. I have no other details. <laughs> the pilot is Mark but what I do know is that the aircraft flew in the fly pass at the Trooping of the Colour, Mm. in London earlier today. And he's had two other flypasts on his route to us today. I believe he's coming from the uh, flypast at the Three Counties Show, Mm. so just over the other side of the Malvern Hills. So he should be approaching us from pretty much the east, I think.
0: Yeah that would that would make sense wouldn't it so we'll sh- li- listen out for those merlin engines we and we'll will. certainly stop twittering whilst we um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and wittering yeah. uh, when when that happens i don't think there'll be much um yeah. much competition but um but no these uh, it's really good to have these, these these coronation medals on on display we've we we've hunted through the uh, the museum's collection and we've looked for any of those sort of coronation and jubilee medals because you're absolutely right starts in 1887 but we've got a complete run all the way through. We haven't so far got an example of the King's Coronation Medal from I, 2023. I don't think, many,
1: I think they're, a, uh, well, they're, they're being produced by Worcestershire mm. Medals. Um, and we have quite a good relationship with them. And the last information I heard was that they had produced, I think it was five or six hundred... Mm. Which were to be worn by those individuals on the trooping of the mm, colour today, mm. so that they, the priority has been to issue those and not to uh, lesser mortals. Indeed,
0: quite well, really. Yes, that quite right, quite right too. But <laughs> yeah. hope, hopefully, one day we'll have one of those to add to our display as well. But it, interesting, isn't it though? Because we talked about that 1887 medal. It's a very attractive medal, quite small in comparison with with some of the larger campaign medals. Um, but has the crowned head of Queen Victoria, mm. which was not was only really used, I think it was known as the Jubilee head, yes. it was only used for a short period of time. And In fact, am I right in thinking it's the only medal? Um, I, I've got Andy looking worried now. Um, I think it may be one of the only medals that has that effigy of Queen Victoria on. I think it was certainly on the coinage, but I can't think now, of any now campaign Now medals. you've
1: put me on the spot like that. I've got to go one way or the other, haven't I? And I think I think you're right. I think you're right that that it that it, it was on that medal but you I can't think of another one
0: I can I can't think of any uh, certainly the um the Egypt medal which was being issued at about the same time had a, had a different mm. um, a different version of Queen Victoria's head on it and it sort of set in train uh, I mean that was obviously 50 years the golden jubilee uh, and then 10 years later there was the uh, there was the diamond jubilee there
1: was and and th- there's always debate about entitlement to medals no matter what medals Mm. they are there are those people who believe they should have been received gallantry medals and those people that receive them that people think perhaps shouldn't campaign medals normally had a qualification period of perhaps 30 days and someone might do 29 days Mm. strictly by the rules they weren't entitled and there's been great debate over entitlement to jubilee and coronation Mm. medals Mm. as well the individuals which took part in the coronation parade were awarded it. And this is why there was a almost a parallel issue of the Mayor's and Provost mm, Medal, mm. Uh, because obviously they received a medal, but they weren't on the parade. I no. think there were Park Keepers' Medals, there were Police Medals, so there were lots of parallel medals to the national official medal.
0: That's right, and, and as time went on, there were efforts made to try and standardise these the, these groupings of medals, weren't there? So on display here, very top left, the first medal group that you see is actually to a policeman. I mean, it's a bit interesting here because he, he's he got an 1887 police coronation medal, but then has a bar on it that says 1897. Well,
1: this is what they did. If you already had... The 87 coronation medal, you didn't receive a second medal in 97, Mm. 10 years later. You received a bar to the medal with the date 1897 on. That makes sense. So an interesting way of doing it, which to my knowledge has never been repeated. There has been a separate medal Mm. on
0: each occasion Mm -hmm. since. This was the the police coronation medal, so this was a a medal in bronze. Mm. Again, a more far more standard size with the that uh, with a different um, head of Victoria yeah. on. I think looking at it, the same the same head that we're used to seeing on campaign yeah. medals of the period this man went on to get the uh, coronation medal for Edward VII and indeed a 1911 police coronation yeah. medal as well so a real sort of long, yeah, long uh, runner yeah, of service
1: uh, uh, and he was obviously at that period when there were lots of medals being issued mm, rather mm. like at the moment mm. with uh, you know the, the the queen's 50 60 70 and then uh, the the coronation mm. medal so the individuals who have done Twenty-five years mm. potentially we will get four medals, yeah, all associated yeah. with jubilees and coronate and a coronation.
0: Certainly by nineteen eleven, the a pattern of coronation and jubilee medals had started to um, had started to solidify, hadn't yep. it? So you certainly got the medal if you were on the coronation parade, and and most units sent a small party. To form that a mm-hmm. p- part of the, the large the larger yep. parade, but also there was an element of meritorious service in there. So some people would be given the medal, um, who who would uh, there would be an allotment yep. made yep. done good by, things to yeah. the unit. Yep. So uh, and and it was really down to the to, to the unit commander as to as to who got we received. Those medals. The, and
1: and I think that this was true in the first real medal that I remember being um, awarded was the Queen's Silver Jubilee Medal mm-hmm. in 1977. Mm-hmm. And this caused great upset amongst many because the, the, the numbers issued were, I think, about 60,000 mm, in total. Very, very small. Very small number. And most military units received an allocation of five medals. Well, the commanding officer generally got one. The RSM generally got one, which left three. Some went to the youngest serving soldier. Some went to the RQMS. Somewhere, well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, but there's, it's there's, called great there's, upset.
0: Indeed, there's stories of there being a, a a raffle in the sergeant's mess, and whoever won oh, the raffle yeah, got, yeah, the, um, yeah. got the got the you a, know a prize
1: in the sergeant's it, mess Christmas draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you know, right. So,
0: it, so I think when you've got a, a very small issue like that, you're all, right. People are always going to be a little bit disappointed. Um, they, they are. Uh, and then I think coming forward, then. I suspect with that in mind when it came to the to, to the 50th of the Golden Jubilee which in itself is a very distinctive medal oh it is yes because it's
1: it's slightly smaller slightly mm, thicker and of course it's golden it's coloured th- that's right that's unfortunately right. it's not Pure gold, it, as they
0: used to be. No, no, indeed, it's plated, um, it's, and certainly uh, recipients are always given the advice never to polish it, because um, you polish the because you, yeah, you polish the gold the off. Away, um, yeah. but, um, but 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 the the qualifying uh, period for that um, was uh, and has been stuck to since really is for five years service. So anybody with five years in, both in the armed forces, in the police, um, yeah, the blue light the, services, the fire service. That's right, emergency ambulance responders. Um, and, of course, cadet forces, um, with five years um, and qualifying service, you, you receive yep. that, that medal.
1: Although for, the, for the, the new king's coronation medal, they've actually done a little bit of both because there will be, well, we think, mm. uh, there will be the, the five-year qualification yep. period, but anyone who actively participates or is on parade for the coronation mm. day parade and procession will be entitled to it. So the soldiers, sailors and airmen and women who are route lining, who don't have Mm. five years of service in, will get it, we think. Uh, Also, people like St John Ambulance, who in previously have not got it, if they are on duty providing first aid cover Mm. on the day, then under the rules it says they should get it as well. So things are taken both options this time
0: yeah there seems a a greater fairness in in that i think i suppose there's the there's always the there's always the question of you know the more medals are issued perhaps the less regarded yeah, they are yeah. um but actually in terms of marking the beginning of a new reign um i think the 1953 coronation issue was quite a large issue mm. and i suspect you're wanting really to mark that yeah. beginning of a new yeah. reign um a, and and I suppose, dare we say, um, it's going to be a little while until there's a 25th um, Jubilee. Well, that's right. Um, I mean,
1: mm, will there be one? mm, Who knows? But it will be quite interesting looking on uh, people's chests, at their medal ribbons and their medals, because there will be those individuals which will have the Platinum Jubilee Medal mm, mm. and not the Coronation Medal, and there will be those people that have the Coronation Medal without the Jubilee Medal. mm, mm. And in fact... I don't know whether. Do you know, Paul? What, what will the qualification date be for the coronation medal? Will it be the date of the coronation or the date King Charles um, acceded to the throne? Oh, I
0: don't know. It's a very good. That's a very you good out question. On one. You have. Yes. I have. I'm afraid. I haven't seen the the, the defence um, instruction on that qualification. Um, uh-huh. I would. If I was if I was a betting man, I'd put bet, a, a bet on the coronation mm, date that because because that's the, the, yeah. the date for the marches as well. But who who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's an but interesting. But with those
1: one. two events being what twelve months apart, as we, as I said right at the beginning, medals can be a divisive thing, yeah. and there'll be those that have one and not the other in in either direction, a- absolutely. which will have a there will be a story absolutely. behind each one. You no, know, lots of individuals around now who can proudly wear those medals. And uh, it will be the first medal for many, which will have of course the king's head Mm, on it. mm. I mean, anyone with uh, King George VI's head on it must have been serving and received that seventy years, well, seventy-one years ago now. So uh, very few of those. It will be interesting to see. Mm, mm. And again, with medals like coins, traditionally, the monarch's head has faced in a different direction. Mm. But
0: that doesn't always seem to be in the case, mm, does it? Mm. One of the interesting medals we've got here, it's the only one that isn't an official Oh, issue, yes, um, yes. Because we've got, um, we've got a coronation um, um, a medallion, I suppose we would say, rather than a medal, um, strictly speaking. But issued for a commemorative medal of Edward VIII's coronation. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, don't you, Andy, as well as I do, that you can't really have a coronation medal without a coronation.
1: Absolutely, he was never crowned, although he was king, and, and there was, and there still is, a tradition of issuing commemorative mm. or, or medals and tokens acknowledging events, and uh, often they were. Uh, issued to schools, and I mm. and I think some schools have issued a badge this this time. And in fact, those is so those individuals that are on parade today are being given a badge, a Herefordshire coronation cadet review mm. badge mm. with the uh, coronation symbol on it, which mm. is I suppose a similar sort of I, thing.
0: Indeed, Edward the Eighth um, decided that actually his profile was was looked better from the side. It was the same oh, yes, side as his yeah. father. So on um, uh, on the stamps and p- proposed coinage, he was going to be facing the same way. After the abdication and when George VI was um, was looking at all this, he decided to keep with the tradition yeah. and to, to effectively to be facing the same way as George V and also Edward VIII. But yeah. so you've got three monarchs in a row We're facing, the, the, facing same the same way. facing yeah. um, So just uh, there, all, all these all these little interesting things we, we, we look at when we see see these groups of medals. Um, but I think um, there's a bit of activity going on. Uh, I, um, I I think I, I think we well, may you may be just about to have an track announcement. Track team. Yeah. Well, good afternoon, so, all directors. Welcome to the oh, engineering uh, night. No Sorry, engineering night. No. review. Here to commemorate the coronation of King Charles III and Queen Kamila.
1: And it also marks the official start of the Armed Forces Week. of the world we in And here we come, Bag and Time, a Hawker Hurricane
0: from the Royal Air Char- Force. Those of you who were watching Trooping of the Colour earlier on today will have seen that plane fire over the colours that are uh, just after one at last time. Can we stand outside so you can see the plane? Well, that was amazing, wasn't that, it, Andy? That, that, that was quite was, astounding. Oh dear, you could,
1: you the, could see the pilot's head in the cockpit there as it did those circuits. The, and, the, um,
0: the roar of that engine, those three passes. Oh, um, there was one time he came round and it just sort of bit light, you know, in line with us. It was quite chilling, actually. It, it, because it was, you thought, if you could if imagine. The, the, if you're on the receiving end of, yeah, uh, end of that, but that, yeah. those, those, that, that the Merlin engine. And that, I mean,
1: and that, just, that, that turn it did. In the well over that direction, which helps oh, a lot, of me pointing yep. in that direction, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it looked as though it was hung in the air mm, when it was turning mm. around. Yes, yeah, so One tip short. down, one wing tip down, one up, and he looked as though it was hanging in the air as it turned. Yeah, yeah, I mean, very, very impressive. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, it pains me a little bit to say this, but well done, the RAF. Yeah.
0: <laughs> indeed, indeed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, I suppose, really, on that score, I ought to say. The, we've got the RAF Cosford volunteer mm. band here as well who are providing music and going to play a sunset ceremony mm. after the mm. um, the parade so the RAF have definitely scored uh, brownie points they, they have
0: indeed and of course today uh, I mean we, in some of these groups here one of the groups here we've got the Cadet Forces Medal and um, one of our member one of our number here at the museum are going to be ah, receiving yes, that is. medal today yes Danny Rees, Flight Sergeant Danny Rees, as he is in Royal Air Force Cadets terms, is um, going to be receiving that medal, which is for 12 years service with the cadets. It will be
1: presented to him by the Lord Lieutenant in the parade. Mm. Danny was a a young lad born and educated in Hereford. He joined the, as it was then, the Air Training Corps Mm. as soon as he could and joined the RAF as a junior engineer and became an engineer servicing Hercules, mm. which is another sad point because they actually leave the RF service Indeed.
0: this week. Indeed. Speaking to Danny about this earlier, it's very, you know, very poignant time, really. That fleet that has served us so well for so many years mm. had a fly pass by three Hercules um, from number 47 squadron. They flew over Shobden as part of their as did, part, did of, their, as part of their part of their tour. It wasn't on the it wasn't on the publicised route, but the, those in the know locally um, yeah, knew that they were brilliant. going to fly past Shobdon. Um, and of course, they took uh, took part in the um, in the trooping of the colour. Yes, as they well. did.
1: And I mean, anyone that served in almost well, certainly the army and the RAF, not so certain about the navy, but the army or the RAF uh, in the last forty years would have flown somewhere hmm. in uh, one of these herks and they, they, they acquired the nickname of Fat Albert but I never quite understood <laughs> why so if, if anyone knows I'll be interested to hear. Absolutely <laughs>
0: Uh, talking about some of the medal groups we've got be worth having a bit of a, a, dig, a dig into through, a, a dig into so. a couple of these would not we the maybe that one that that I talked about uh, we we could go through in order but we don't really you know we we're, we're a bit too freestyle for that aren't we andy we um, certainly are. the um the, the one that caught my eye as we were talking about um, danny's medal that he'll be presented uh, was uh, ken steen's group oh, of, right, of yeah. medals yeah um, ken which Steen. W- which is uh, interesting aren't they because he he's, he wasn't at Hereford's, officer
1: as such. Yeah. He was a, a doctor, mm. in fact he mm. was a doctor in Ledbury, in fact mm. he was my doctor mm. so I knew Ken reasonably well, although I used to call him Doctor then, not mm. Ken. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was RAMC, mm. Royal Army mm. Medical Corps, and he was the Regimental Medical Officer to uh, a 5th Battalion, the, uh, the Light Infantry mm. Volunteers, mm. a TA mm. Battalion, and as a result of that he was awarded the Territorial Decoration and also a 2nd Ward Bar. Mm. Later on he became the medical officer for the army cadets and as a result of that was awarded the Cadet Force Medal. Mm, mm. He was also a member of St John Ambulance and has the medal of, I think, a serving brother and the service medal with three Mm. further award bars. So he is one of these rare individuals that has three long service award medals and four bars to them. Yeah, so amazing. He was quite a character.
0: Amazing, service and managed to get a a UN Cyprus medal in in, in there as well. Well-known
1: Ken, I suspect he volunteered to mm. do a um, a medical tour yeah, out there at yeah. some
0: stage. Yeah,
1: but yes, yeah, he was uh, quite a character and and a, a very impressive group. He mm. died about. Two years mm, ago, mm. and his medals uh, came to the museum. Mm, so that we mm, were very pleased to receive mm, those. Mm.
0: That underlines the importance, really, uh, of the museum collection. It's say uh, primarily focused around the Herefordshire Regiment and the Herefordshire Light Infantry, but really does reflect the military history of the county as a whole.
1: Uh, it, it does, and I, and I think that um, w- we have a duty to within the museum to show the wider service of people from Herefordshire. Mm, mm. And uh, it's quite interesting the, the way Harry Fitcher has contributed or been on the receiving end of uh, military things. For example, last week I went to the Founders' Day at the Royal Hospital Chelsea, the Chelsea mm. pensioners. And it's not well known, but over 60 of the pensioners were evacuated to Harry Fitcher during the Second World ah. War to Ruddle mm. Manor. Mm. And uh, I think six are buried in the county. Mm. And there's a memorial in Rossumwide Churchyard, St Mary's mm. Churchyard, to I think it's 18 other in-pensioners mm. that died and are commemorated there. But Herefordshire has played this part in so, yeah. Many, yeah. so many things, and, and, and individuals from Herefordshire have contributed to so many different aspects that we felt it only fair... That we should
0: expand that as well. Absolutely, and that's wonderful. And the next group that catches my eye again has a Cadet Forces medal in it, so we've got two CFMs in our display, and those are Jack Greenhouse's medals, aren't they?
1: Oh, well, Jack was a real character. Again, mm. I I knew Jack very well. He was regimental Assault major of the Army Cadets in Herefordshire in nineteen, well, in the mid nineteen seventies mm. when I was serving with them. He was from Lempster. He joined the Herefordshire Regiment in the late 1930s, was mobilised on the outbreak of the Second World War, was company salt major when they landed across the beaches of Normandy in 1944, and was wounded in August 1944, uh, and medevaced back to UK, recovered, rejoined the TA after the war, served until... I. Think about 1962, 63, Mm, mm. and then um, then then joined the Army Cadet Mm. Force. So a very long service there, and his he's got two long service decorations, a Territorial Efficiency Medal Mm. with two further award Mm. bars, and then the Cadet Forces Mm. Medal. So Mm. it shows the dedication of many of these individuals, and perhaps because of that dedication and commitment, that's the reason why they were awarded. The, um, the 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 the, ju- the coronation mm. and the jubilee medals. That's
0: right, because of course we should say that the 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 reason that that's been that group has been uh, identified for our displays because um, as well as the second War medals, um, he has the 1953 coronation medal as I well. I think he actually
1: went up on the coronation parade oh, to, yeah. to, to to London as well. Mm. So so mm. he would have been entitled on the greater rules, mm. but he also would have been entitled on the on the streets on the yeah. day rule yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah
0: um and and i think often it it was a bit of a fillip wasn't it to be selected to to take part in the parade so again it's a it's a way of thanking people yeah, for their yeah. for their service to um, to select them yeah, for very that much so. um,
1: it um, was quite interesting that that of course for the coronation parade uh, all the troops on parade were based in camps outside london and were trained into london taken in on trains mm. for the uh, for, for the parade which must be the first time for years that trains have been used for troop movements and uh, quite an interesting a very interesting there was, there was there were some wonderful <laughs>
0: pictures of bandsmen lifting the uh, lifting drums over the barriers um on the underground yeah and that I, can, of thing. <laughs> I didn't the, see um, that um, that, there, one, that, yeah. that was good i mean I, a, a long time ago in um, 2008 i was involved in the um 100th anniversary um celebrations of the territorial army i was a, um, a an army mover at the time and um we were we were moving troops in um, mm-hmm. from a number of locations. We were based at um, um, at RAF Halton, and um, we were we were moving by uh, by coach at that yeah. point down to yeah. um, um, down to Wellington Barracks and getting everybody uh, everybody off there. You yeah, and that was a you know that that was that was interesting enough, but to get people in on on trains, it, it's, um, it's
1: fascinating. And, and one interesting picture which appeared on the internet with a comment, which I thought was. Slightly amusing, but perhaps a little bit political, was uh, the guardsmen uh, all getting on the on the uh, train, and the comment was, um, Br- "British Rail return guards to trains." <laughs>
0: <laughs> very good, very good. Well, certainly as a mover, we we learnt to do rail movements, yeah. but the but the we were always thinking that was that was to do with moving armour um, no. around um, from the um, from the training areas in um, you know in Germany and yeah. Poland um, back to back there, Well, of course, very, very soon after that, the rail movements um, went out of the window, really. So, yeah. um, so, it, so, yeah, interesting to see the train back. It was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there are some there are some other there are some other fascinating groups here. We should give a, a brief shout out to Peter Broom Giles, the, the, the person we spoke well, about right. in one of our anomalies um, sessions, the other. Um, uh, in one of our earlier episodes, um, with that yeah. erroneous question mark, who knows? Fourteen, trio, fifteen, yes, trio—you know—that yeah, that yeah. was certainly issued to him, all correctly, but um, uh, but whether he was entitled to that or not. Um, but, but a very impressive, very, very impressive, impressive
1: display, uh, complete with his neck decoration, which mm. is the commander of the bath. So um, all, all really nice. That's
0: right. And in terms of uh, today's topic, of course, he's got the eighteen eighty-seven. A jubilee yeah. medal he's got the 1902 coronation medal there's not an 1897 there strangely there enough yeah. um, but also the 1911 police and ambulance a coronation medal isn't it because he yes. was involved with the uh, St John, John Ambulance yeah.
1: we have we, we mentioned a few sort of odd medals and perhaps the next odd medal which we've got on display which is is what's known as the
0: Delhi Durbar. Oh yes, been catching medal collectors and spotters out probably since about nineteen eleven, I suspect.
1: Yep, certainly has. And this was issued in India. A, a Durbar is a, a meeting of all of the uh, the heads of the tribes and, and the organisations. Being a medal collector, I knew the term Durbar. Hmm. And when British troops or when troops went into Afghanistan. They were holding Durbars with the local mm. tri- tribal leads. and I thought,
0: ah, I recognise that, that name. The Delhi Durbar medal is a bit bigger than the the, the normal campaign service medals we would um, we would see, and is bigger than the 1911 coronation medal, although. On first glance, the, the design is very similar with um, with, Queen, uh, with Queen Mary and King George V on it. But on the back, of course, there's um, there, there's some Urdu script, um, and and it's very different when you look at it like that. One of the interesting things I like about this medal is that, as we see it mounted here today, it's on quite a light blue ribbon with two sort of purpley red stripes. But actually, if you look at the original ribbon, the it's actually the blue is a lot darker. But it was, for some reason, in the manufacture of those, uh, those original ribbons, they, were, they, they yeah. faded very readily. And so I think when it came to producing the modern polyester ribbon, they looked at they, some they examples of faded, faded yeah, ribbon. Yeah. Um, I've certainly got a, um, a, an example of this medal in my collection, where if you look underneath it, uh, where the, the bit that hasn't been the sun it's at it, sun. it's a much darker blue. Yeah. So it's a, it's a darker blue that's much closer to those blues yeah. that, are, um, um, that are seen in the 1902 coronation.
1: Right, Paul, I I, I think that I'm you're, being... You're going to need to uh, get, I, get it going, not I'm being um, waved over to go and do some other duties now. So it's been fascinating talking to you, and hopefully you've all, all the listeners, have learnt a little bit mm. more about coronation and Jubilee medals. Indeed,
0: and we'll leave you with some of the sounds of... The uh, cadet coronation review for Herefordshire, just to give you a taste of what uh, of what we've been seeing today. Until we speak again, bye for now. Bye from me as well.